Good morning. Peace be with you. We have uh, a guest pastor this morning, my friend, Pastor Chris Galley Gallagher. And his lovely, 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 lovely bride, Alice. Hi, Alice. Also want to make a note, um, I'm sh- many of you have heard, um, but our beloved Bill Tubiola passed away this last week on the uh, 5th, and he went quietly, uh, surrounded by family. Um, uh, his pastor left about a half an hour before he passed away. He got a bath, and, uh, uh, and then he just went home. And uh, so he was all cleaned up and ready to go see Jesus, is what Jan thinks he was thinking at the time. A lot of great stories um, that I was uh, gifted and, and, and grateful to hear from this man and uh, his beloved wife and his children. Um, the apple didn't fall far from the tree of both Jan and Bill with their children. They are absolutely delights and gifts and just as funny as their dad. So this coming Saturday uh, at 11 a.m., we will have a celebration service, not a memorial, according to Jan, a celebration service of the life and times of Bill Tooby. Tubiola, and um, so all are invited to come. Also in your bulletins, I would like to have you see this insert here, uh, Understanding Islam Part 4, where we are going to enjoy the company and the testimony of Annie Cyrus, and so that is there for you to read about. Uh, Dynamite lady, strong, 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 and committed to letting people know, informing and educating about Islam. And so we are grateful to Steve for arranging her to come out. She's very, very busy, and um, lots of people want to have her come and speak to their congregations, and, and so we are um, blessed to have her. So please do come. Uh, that starts... Um, at 6 o'clock, goes to 7, or however long people want to um, stay and ask questions and, and visit with her. Ed. Oh, yes. Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, that's, that was, was uh, Jan's hope. <laughs> Do we get that on tape? <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Also, uh, some of you will ha- see some of these. And most people come to Christ because they got invited. So uh, ding-dong, ditch your neighbor and leave one of these. I don't know, but, uh, you know, pass it out. As you're, we were talking in our men's group yesterday about ministry in the marketplace. And, you know, the ministry in a marketplace can be waiting in line. Um, I happened to have that happen to me this last week at CVS Drugstore picking up drugs. And I used to be in there every day uh, picking up stuff for Graham. And so they all know who I am. And they, you know, hey, Pastor Ken, good. You're back of the line. <laughs> and this one 
great big kids was giving hugs uh, to this lady that he hadn't seen for a while. And I kind of went, he goes, oh, you'll get yours. And so that just kind of broke the ice, and everyone was talking. And, and he says, no, no worries, Pastor Ken, you'll get And this guy looks at me, he goes, you're a pastor? And I go, I know, it's hard to believe, huh? <laughs> and we got to talking, and where do you go to church, and where is your church? And we're talking about these things, and we had some um, wonderful exchanges. Had I had one of these, I would have given them to him. So now I know to leave, not leave home without it. So a little reference to Carl Muldoon. Also in the green sheet, I'd like to have your attention to the church council meetings. We had one yesterday. We're going to have them on Saturdays now. And the next one is on the 14th of um, July, I believe. Yep, July 14th at 9.30. It's a wonderful uh, opportunity for uh, uh, people that haven't been to our men's group to uh, come a little bit earlier and, and sit down and have some coffee and uh, go through uh, scripture uh, in accordance to the weekly uh, devotional that we have called Portals of Prayer. So I really invite you guys to come and um, to visit and to fellowship with the other men. And then very importantly, you see down there on the right-hand side, prayer team. Uh, please consider becoming a member of the prayer team. Um, if you are in, interested in being on the team, please let the office know or me or uh, Miss Jackie. Uh, we need... Uh, Prayer, And I know that this is a church that is prayer-filled, but we need to um, come together in that uh, God honors it. It's good for those that we pray for, and it's also good for those that are praying. So with that, I think we will stand and start with our opening hymn, found on page 170, Crown Him with Many Crowns.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we can... Let us confess our sins to God, our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you are called an ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare that all of your sins have been forgiveness, have been forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, your son Jesus triumphed over the prince of demons and freed us from bondage to sin. Help us to stand firm against every assault of Satan and enable us always to do your will through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first reading this morning is from Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 15, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 5. Genesis 3, 8 through 15. And the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman put you here, put here, put, you put here with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this? you have done. The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. We will read Psalm 130 responsively. Please see page six of your bulletin. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cried to you, O Lord. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits. And I, in his word, I put my hope. I pray the Lord, for 
Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. Our third reading is the epistle. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, through chapter 5, verse 1, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1798. 2 Corinthians 4, 13, 5 through 1. It is written, I believed, Therefore, I have spoken. Since we have that same faith, spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit, because, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Here ends our reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to Mark, the third chapter. Praise to you, O Lord. Your, uh, the reading can be found on page 1556 in the Pew Bible, verses 20 through 35. Jesus accused by his family and by his teachers of the law. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebub, the prince of demons. He is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. 
and a house divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven of all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying, he has an impure spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived standing outside. They sent someone to call him. A crowd was sitting around him and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers? Jesus uh, replied. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mothers and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Our sermon this morning comes from our Old Testament reading of Genesis chapter 3. I pray that God would show you the height and the breadth that he has for you in his son, Christ Jesus, this morning. Amen. <clears throat> Imagine yourself walking through a dark corridor and you can't see anything before you. But what you can sense is the smell of furs and mothballs. And as you continue to walk, you feel an excruciating drop in temperature. And you feel this crunch underneath your feet. And soon, you begin feeling pine needles scratching your cheeks as you walk. And at the end of the tunnel, you see a light, and you see a lamppost in the middle of a forest. Do you know where you're at? You are in Narnia. And in C.S. Lewis's book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the four children, Edmund, Peter, Susan, and Lucy found themselves going through this magical wardrobe into this magical place called Narnia. And Lucy was the one who was there before all the other children. And she met this fawn named Mr. Tumnus. And Mr. Tumnus told her that Narnia was under the spell of the White Witch. And Mr. Tumnus told her that it was always winter and never Christmas. And you see the spell that the White Witch had put Narnia under is symbolic of the world we live in. The world that is in the state of the dominion of sin and death. And we know that prior to this morning's text, Eve partook 
of the fruit of good and evil, and then gave it to her husband, for her husband Adam to eat also. And from that moment forward, we will never know what it's like to live in a pre-fallen world. You see, that lamppost in that icy forest represents the light of the world. The light that Aslan was going to promise to bring an end to. Just like in our gospel, it says, Christ says, I am the light of the world. And beginning with Christ's birth and continuing in his death and burial and resurrection, this hope of salvation in this darkened world has come to the world that we live in. And following the fall of Adam and Eve, God inquired of them from our text this morning. God asks them, where are you? Adam responded, I have heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree in which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, well, the woman you gave me, she gave me the, from the tree, and I ate. And then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, well, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. And as the white witch deceived Edmund to gorge himself on enchanted Turkish delight, he later found himself delighting on stale bread, for which he would later be condemned as a traitor. You see, Adam and Eve thought that they too would be like gods by partaking of the fruit, but would realize that later they were at a stalemate with the angels who were guarding this, the garden with so burning swords never to enter again. In our text this morning, after Adam and Eve partook of this forbidden fruit, God asked them, where are you? They replied that they heard him, but they were naked and afraid, for they covered themselves with fig leaves because of their shame. And of course, God knew all along the answers to his questions. What God desired was Adam and Eve to confess their sins of what they had done. But instead, they had to pass the buck. The man said, the woman you gave me, she gave me from the tree and I ate. And then Eve replied, well, it was the serpent who deceived me and I ate. Edmund, too, lied and deceived his siblings about being in Narnia 
alone when he conspired with the white witch so that he would be made king. So he thought. And we too, like Adam and Eve, try to cover our own sins before God and our fellow man. You see, we have plenty of fig leaves in our own wardrobe. They just come in different forms. They come in corduroy and velvet and denim and plaid and Hawaiian. You see, we deceive ourselves as well. Just like when we greet each other in the narthex and say everything's good when really deep down inside maybe things aren't really going that well at all. Maybe you got into an argument with your significant other on the way to church and pull it all together before you come in through the door. We have conflicts and disagreements at church, in school, in our jobs. And we just try and hide them and just sweep them under the rug. Maybe it's our own family. We just can't muster up the courage to deal with the situation. No, we are no different than our father and mother, Adam and Eve, where we like to pass, to pass the buck and justify our sin before God. It's the man or woman you gave me. Even though Adam and Eve were deceived, sin and death entered the world. And God gives us for the first time in all of Scripture his gospel message. Moses writes, The Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. God's promises, promises that the serpent will be cursed throughout his lifetime. And that final curse will come to fruition when God and his, I mean when Satan and his demons are cast into the fiery lake for all eternity. He also promises that he will put hatred between the woman's seed and his seed. You see, it's a spiritual battle for souls throughout this present age we live in. God promises that the serpent will bite his heel, yet God will crush the serpent's head. Satan thought he had won the battle 
when he had God's son crucified on the cross at Calvary. But little did he know that it was the final blow to him where the Son of God, right here on the cross, conquered sin, death, and the devil for all eternity. And think about this. This is the first time that anything had ever died in all of history. God took an animal and spilled its blood so that he could take off those scratchy, uncomfortable fig leaves and wrap an animal skin on Adam and Eve to atone for their sins. The first time death had entered the world. The first time anything, anyone or anything had ever died. Blood must have been shed for Adam and Eve's sin to be atoned for. And in Narnia, the white witch thought she had won a great victory according to the deep magic where a traitor, Edmund, must be put to death and thwart the plan of the four children sitting on the four thrones of Care Parabell. But Aslan, the great lion that represents the lion of the tribe of Judah, offered to sacrifice himself in place of Edmund, though Edmund was guilty of what he had done. We too are guilty of death because of what we have done or didn't do. The white witch, however, only bruised the lion's heel by sending him to stone table to be sacrificed. Little did she know that there was a deeper magic where stone table would be broken in two pieces and Aslan would crush the white witch's head by rising again from the dead. This deeper magic was foretold by Father Christmas, who's a John the Baptist figure, who told the children that Aslan is on the move. The same message that John the Baptist gives us. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. This prophecy of Genesis is at hand. This announcement of Christ's birth, death, burial, and resurrection, and the icy landscape of sin in which we live is coming to an end. When Aslan was sacrificed on stone table and it broke, just like when Jesus, our Lord, was crucified on the cross, the temple curtain 
was torn from top to bottom. To where now, because of His death and His resurrection, what was once for the high priest to go into the Holy of Holies once a year, now you too, through the gift of faith, can enter in to the Holy of Holies. You now can enter into that throne room of grace in time of need. Because Christ came in human form and lived in this life perfectly in your stead. He suffered all the sufferings like we do and all the trials like we do. And yet He was without sin. You can now enter into that Holy of Holies knowing that God accepts you as you are and as you aren't. And in our Gospel reading this morning, Jesus said, no man, no one can enter the strong man's house and plunder his property unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. You see, Jesus is the one who bound Satan and restricted his actions so that Christ has and will plunder the devil's house. The first and ultimate blow came here at the cross where Jesus defeated sin, death, and the devil for all eternity for you. And he will come again for you while casting Satan and his demons into the fiery abyss for all eternity. Satan did strike his heel, but Jesus crushed his head. Paul wrote to us this morning that our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day while in hope of this anticipation of his final coming. We are not to look at what is seen, but what is unseen. We are not to trust in the temporal, but what is eternal. eternal. You see here at your baptismal font, what we see is water. But what is unseen is God's promise attached to this water that you are washed and forgiven, that you have died in the likeness of Christ's death, and you have risen anew out of the water of your baptism and made a new creation in him. What is seen here at the altar is bread and wine. But what is unseen is that Christ is present here with us 
giving us his good gifts this morning. Christ here is present in, around, and under, and through bread and wine, where he assures you by taste, take and eat, take and drink. This is my body shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. Yes, Aslan is on the move. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. We now continue with our hymn of the day. Let us confess our Apostles' Creed, the creed that the whole entire church worldwide confesses. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified. Descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. 
Brothers and sisters, let us lift our hearts and minds and voices to our God and Father in heaven and look to him for the forgiveness of our sins and every good and perfect gift through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Pray with me. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your good and gracious will. Put away our sins from us and guard us by your Holy Spirit that we may not despise your word nor blaspheme your name, but live by faith as your children. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, in mercy you have called us by the gospel and by your grace. You keep us and your whole Christian church united in Christ Jesus in the one true faith. So guard and keep us by the preaching of this faith and preserve your church in the unity of your spirit that the blessing of Abraham may extend to the nations through your son. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty and everlasting God, you desire not the death of any sinner, but that all people should repent and be saved through faith in Christ. According to your divine and holy wisdom, break and hinder the counsels of those who defame your word through false doctrine and evil living. Enlighten them with the knowledge of the truth, that they may know the grace of your gospel and serve you in the peace and righteousness of faith. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, our God, it is by your word and your spirit that your church on earth is called, gathered, enlightened, and sanctified. Grant, therefore, that we and all your people may truly serve you according to our callings. Bless our colleges and seminaries, and so raise up faithful preachers and teachers of your word to advance the gospel of your Son, both at home and in distant lands. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, we have sinned against you, and for our sins we surely deserve to die. But as your Son has redeemed us from the curse of sin and death by his death upon the cross, so grant us to live by faith in his resurrection and his righteousness. And as surely as he lives, grant health and strength and heart, mind, body, and soul to all your servants who are sick or suffering in various ways, especially those we name now, either silently or out loud from our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, 
Lord God, Heavenly Father, from your hand we receive all good gifts, and by your grace we are guarded from all evil. Grant us thankful hearts that we live no longer for ourselves, but unto you by faith in Christ, your Son. As he loves us and has given himself for us all, enable us to love one another and to render hospitality in your name. Lord, in your mercy. Father in heaven, pour out your Holy Spirit on those who seek your Son at his table this day. According to your tender mercies, grant that we poor sinners may worship you rightly by faith in your word, lay hold on your forgiveness in the body and blood of Christ, and bring forth the fruits of love for all the members of your church. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. I see that we are about to have a real treat with uh, Alice and with Liz. And so instead of us roaming the room right now, let us have a seat. And, 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 and then you, is this when you would play? And let us just share the peace in silence as we listen to this beautiful gift from these ladies. Okay? Amen? Amen.
Will you please stand? Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord. Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy In the night in which our Lord Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And St. Paul tells us that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our Jesus defeated sin, death, and the devil by his perfect work on the cross. Jesus gives us a foretaste of the feast to come. He is, as Pastor Chris said, 
in, on, above, and through these elements. It's his promise. Here at Reformation Lutheran Church, we practice open communion. That means that if you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then the table is prepared for you. Come, there's plenty of room around his table. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you up.
please stand. And now the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is He is Able on page 7. Thank you for the music. more than I could ever dream.